In this episode, we talk about the alternatives to meditation for those of us who just don't like doing it. It's time to break out the crayons because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple, research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in episode four, I talked about the scientific benefits of meditation. I explained what gray matter was and how meditation increased the total gray matter available within the brain. I then talked about the medial prefrontal cortex, otherwise known as the me center, and how meditation can help to reduce our fears and anxiety. All of this sounds great, but honestly, what if you just don't like meditating? What do you do if sitting in silence for 10 minutes sounds like the absolute worst thing in the world? Well, don't worry, because in this episode, I'm going to share with you some useful alternatives to meditation so that you can decide which practice makes the most sense for you. Now, just a heads up, this episode might be a bit shorter than the regular episodes as I won't be bringing in as much research. Instead, I'm going to share the method, talk about its benefits and provide you with a resource to continue researching for yourself. All right, let's jump into it. The first recommendation on this list is journaling. Now, for many people, including myself, journaling is an incredible meditative practice. The physical act of writing down your thoughts gives you an opportunity to get things out of your head and focus on something other than yourself. Now, there are a few ways you can go about this. You can make lists, as I talked about back in episode one of the show. You can spend some time free riding and letting yourself capture all of your thoughts. Or you can even use it as a diary and log the things that matter to you. Whatever way makes sense for you, having a journal on hand can give you a lot of the same benefits as meditation, and it's a much easier practice to build. Here's an excerpt from a 2013 article by Jane Brunette in the Huffington Post titled, How to Use Writing as a Meditation Practice. Those who find it difficult to do traditional meditation will find this practice fruitful as the writing gives your busy mind something to do, curbing your restlessness as you cultivate awareness of your overall experience. Now, for the second recommendation, it's coloring. I've been hearing quite a bit about this lately, so I wanted to do a bit of research on my own and see what it was all about. Do you remember that thing you loved as a kid, lying down in your stomach, feet in the air, coloring your favorite dragon or castle? Well, it turns out this is an incredible way of reducing our stress and anxiety. It holds a lot of the same benefits as meditation, and there are huge communities around it as a practice. Here's an excerpt from a 2015 article on the Lifehacker website by Stephanie Lee. While there isn't a huge body of research yet on coloring as meditation, a study published in the Journal of the American Art Therapy Association recruited 84 college students and examined the effects of their anxiety after coloring three types of canvases, a mandala, a plaid pattern, or a blank piece of paper. 
The results showed that people in the mandala and plaid form groups experienced a greater reduction in anxiety than did the folks in the blank paper group. The researchers suggested that coloring reasonably complex geometric patterns may induce a meditative state that benefits individuals suffering from anxiety. Okay, so third on this list, I'm sure it won't surprise you that yoga is considered an alternative to meditation. The two have practically been popularized at the same time. Yoga holds a lot of the same benefits as meditation, but it also has the benefit of being a movement-based practice. Now, I'll be covering the benefits of movement in a future episode, but for this episode, if you live a seat heavy life, that is if you are sitting for a lot of your day, this may be a good choice as it combines the best of both worlds. Here's an excerpt from the health.harvard.edu website. Yoga develops inner awareness. It focuses your attention on your body's abilities at the present moment. It helps develop breath and strength of mind and body. It's not about physical appearance. Fourth on this list is deliberate practice. Now, deliberate practice is often mentioned in regards to becoming better at a certain skill, but I'm including it in this list because of one of the byproducts that come with deliberate practice, the mental state called flow. Flow is defined as the act or fact of moving along a steady, continuous stream. It's not about moving from point A to point B quickly, but rather it's a constant progress that gets you where you want to go. In order to achieve flow, you must be in a state of focus for an extended period of time. This focus is what allows you to block out everything else around you, which is a very similar state to that of a meditative practice. Here is an excerpt from the website PositiveCyclopedia.com in an article on the benefits of flow. Focus, one of the prerequisites of flow, is associated with better emotion regulation, a crucial skill when coping with negative emotions and memories. If we know how to tune out distractions at work and hunker down for a big task, we'll be better at moving on and functioning in life despite a major setback. You can find links for everything that was mentioned so far in the resources for this episode. Now, after this, there should be no excuse not to pick up some kind of meditative practice, whether that be yoga, coloring, journal, or just good old-fashioned meditation. It doesn't really matter. Just start something and get to building the habit. If you're ready to move on, here is your step-by-step strategy, and this one is very, very simple. Pick one of the earlier mentioned strategies or just regular meditation and try it for 10 minutes per day for 10 days. That's it. Now, get to it. That's it for episode five. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show so far, it would be amazing if you hit the subscribe button and left a rating and review on iTunes. Your kind words do wonders for getting the show out there for others to find. So you'll be helping the show and helping others at the same time. Until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas, and remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Ooh, yeah.